Welcome to MDV, The Blueprint, where we give you the blueprint to success in the world of real estate. Today, my guests are Ronnie and Ronald Puzzatello of RJP Fine Homes. So this format's a little, little different. We wanted to have both Ronnie and Ronald on, on, on the podcast and tell their story and give their expertise to you. So you will hear from Ronald Jr. at the end of the podcast. We're going to start our conversation with something I think everyone can enjoy. Ronnie and I touch on music and his passion for different groups and my passion for music before we get into real estate. So without further ado, enjoy the show. Ronnie, good morning. I appreciate you coming on. Good to see you, Mike. You know where I was this past weekend. Uh, I was in Vegas with Laura. We went to the Sphere. And I don't know what you've seen on it, but you, you can't explain or describe how absolutely spectacular it is in person. <clears throat> it was, it's mind-blowing. Highly recommended it. And it's, it's the... Uh, it's the coolest thing, especially if you're into to music and it's your band that you want to see. Well, I know you love YouTube, so <laughs> you should know better than any of us. So you, how many concerts have you been to there? Of theirs? I, I lost count. At least, I mean, probably 20, which isn't a ton, but I, 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 I have been to Toronto. I've been to Chicago. I've been to Vegas. I think I've seen them two or three times in Vegas. I've seen them in Colorado. I, I go anywhere. It's awesome. Yeah. You know, music, music takes you a di to a different place. You know, maybe we all need a little bit more music in our lives. It, it sure does. Doesn't it? I mean, it just, the, the, the changes your mood and just puts you in it. Like you said, it puts you in a different place, but I've it, enjoyed music my whole life, you know, and my son, you know, he recorded a few albums, but you know, he's a builder now. So, Who you was know, your favorite group growing up? Or, or even now? Well, I was lucky because I saw them all. I mean, I mean, when I was a kid, you know, it started with, you know, you'd listen to your father's Frank Sinatra records, and then all of a sudden the Beatles came out, the Stones, the Who, the Jimi Hendrix. I remember being in high school and getting that first album that was Jimi Hendrix, and I went home and I almost passed out. And that was just phenomenal. I mean, it was, nobody played guitar like that. I mean, we got to see that all evolve. It was so nice to see it. I just found some old pictures I took in 1970 three or four of Led Zeppelin at the public hall 50 years ago. Did you go? I was there. I was in the seventh row. <laughs> no kidding. I got a better one. I saw the Beatles live at the Cleveland stadium. No way. How do you like that? Wow. <laughs> that was unbelievable. <laughs> were, were, were you into playing music back then? Or did, did, did listening to the, these bands get you on the path to to playing guitar what got me on the path was basically the ed sullivan show the night the beatles played that was it you saw every girl in the joint screaming <laughs> you're like i want to do that within weeks i had my first guitar and you know went from there but i've had a lot of fun with it you know i mean it, it was just it's just a good release and it makes you feel good when you do it so you know you saw us play a few places and we had a great time you know it was a lot of fun are you um? Are you still collecting guitars? No, I whittled it down to maybe fifteen. I had like fifty-five at one time. That <laughs> was crazy. Wow. You know, a little overboard. But tell me about the history of the Puzzatello family in the home building business. 
Well, we have a long lineage of uh, home builders in our family. My grandfather came from Italy, I believe, in the 20s. He started building in Cleveland and Parma, I believe, in the 30s. And uh, uh, some of you may be familiar with Marshfield Boulevard. My grandfather uh, dammed the lake west of that street and uh, put a, the lake was formed and uh, he built beautiful homes there on the lakefront. To this day, they're still great for resale, but um, went on to build quite a few homes. And my dad uh, was uh, born in 1929 in Cleveland, went on to join the Navy, came back to Cleveland, I believe in 49, started working for his father. One day he was at Broadview Savings and he ran to a into a cute little lady there named Henny, my mother. They went on to get married shortly thereafter, and she became the namesake for Henny Homes, which worked out very well for us. I got involved with my dad when I was a little younger, maybe 16, when I first started working for him and, uh, as a laborer. We did summer work from, in high school. I trained for a gentleman by the name of Eddie Kilbane, who taught me quite a bit about construction, and he gave me a really good work ethic, because if I was late, I, I heard about it. <laughs> so one day my dad called and said, look, I want you to sell houses. So we started, I, so I never sold a house. He said, well, you're going to sell them now. So I went over, I sold houses, and I started selling houses uh, in Lake Forest and some of our other subdivisions. And then from there, I uh, became involved with the Building Industry Association, became the president in 1992. Uh, and then at one point I decided, you know, I think I'd like to build my own houses. What was a great opportunity I thought would be to get into custom home building because that way I could build a better quality product because the individuals that were that wanted that product or were willing to pay a little bit more money to have a good product. Ronnie, you were being extremely humble. I can only speak on this because I, I know it for fact and I grew up around this, but Henny Homes developed the west side of Cleveland, North Olmsted, Fairview Park, Westlake, Olmsted Falls. You know, some of the, 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 the best subdivisions around are, are Henny Homes subdivisions. Agree or disagree? Well, I'll agree with that. My dad literally built thousands of homes. I'll give you the names of some of the subdivisions we, maybe some of you are familiar with them. In North Olmsted, we had the Park West Development, Dorothy Drive, Sandy Ridge, Laurel Woods, Wedgwood Drive, Pheasants Run, Cinnamon Woods, Cinnamon South, Willow Woods, Pheasants Run, Plaza, we built on Lorraine Road, Princeton Plaza on Great Northern Boulevard. We own Homelinks Golf Course, which she went on to sell to Forest City. Fairview Park, we did Sycamore, Brandywine, Randall House Apartments, Westlake, Huge development, Settlers Landing, Birchdale, Royal Forest Drive, Woodpath, Lake Forest, Water's Edge, Royal Forest, and the Villas of Falls Point in Olmsted Falls, not including some of the endeavors he did in Florida and some of the larger apartment buildings that he owned. So he he was an innovator. He built, you know, just so many houses and, you know, he introduced things like the split level to Cleveland, Ohio. You know, he was so proud of that. And that was kind of our bread and butter house at the time because, you know, it was a very popular design. Uh, our version of it was called the Senator and it hung over his desk because that was sort of his, the bread and butter to our, our company when we got going. But he was a, a very innovative guy in what he did. He had a very uh, strong insight on, you know, what people wanted and, uh, and he was a great marketer. And, uh, you know, that's where I got my education because I worked on almost every one of those houses through the years, you know, either selling it. And, and, and by doing that, I got a very good 
grip on, you know, what you need to do as a builder to satisfy your client, you know? So there's just, and it's not that complicated. It's basically just being honest with them and not misrepresenting yourself and showing them what it's going to take to build their home. So they understand it. That That's, that that's great stuff. And there has to be so much pride when you go around these cities and you see these subdivisions and homes that have been there since your dad started them and then are going to be there well after we're gone. So I just think that's so cool that knowing that you took part of that. The follow-up questions I want to ask you is since you came into this business and it's been a long time, how has the home building industry evolved over the years? Well, when I was a young kid, believe it or not, I remember houses that were 24-9 and today, isn't that crazy? Of course you don't see that, but, um, and mainly the houses in the old days were very compartmentalized. You know, you had the 12 by 12 room and you go to the next room and the next room and the next room. Today, people want an open concept. And, you know, back in the 60s and 70s, you didn't see many custom built homes. I mean, there was very few of them that were being built. So um, basically, you, you've it's developed into a better product better quality, better construction standards. Here's a follow-up question that I'd love to ask you. And I thought about this myself because you've built probably a, a lot of homes. And then I know you've built several homes for yourself. If you were to build another home for yourself today, what would that look like? What would you have to have today that maybe is, is, is a trend in building or something that you've just seen in designs that are like, this is what I would do if I built a home. Well, one thing, when you walk in, I like to see the house and not look at a wall. <laughs> so I like that open look. But, you know, some of the trends today that, that are popular are the same thing I do. Like, say, an example in your kitchen, you know, why not just put in a big island with seating around it and then eliminate the kitchen table? You don't really need it. And then maybe put a dining room next to that. But I, I like that open look. I like having my family there. I like having an area where, you know, everybody can congregate and be together. So large kitchen, maybe a dining room adjoining it, huge island, seating area, that type of thing. Maybe a walk-in pantry with a prep area in, in it or cabinetry. Uh, we're seeing more of that. Um, you know, you hear things today about people wanting to prepare for when they get older or a, a safe room and things like that. So basically, I'd have an open concept, first floor master suite, maybe a front and rear yard outdoor area where we could sit. Do you like the traditional style homes? Are you farmhouse or do you like the new, like, modern style that is, is kind of trending right now? I'm more like that country manor look, you know, which has got some stone on it and things like that. But you know, I mean, some of the other more contemporary, that farmhouse look is nice. You know, I mean, it's kind of a, I don't, it's kind of trendy, you know, we'll see how long it holds on. But I've been reading a lot lately and they're saying how people are going back to the, you know, the earth tones in the house and they're not really as high on the, that light color and so forth. So it changes with time. But I, I like, I always loved woodwork and all that kind of thing, but it sort of felt to the wayside, but maybe it's going to come back now. But I like a traditional look because I think it's kind of timeless. But if you have a contemporary home that's done or a modern home done well, they're beautiful, you know, as well. So do you do remodeling? Oh, absolutely. We, uh, we can do, uh, we just finished a, a big addition on a, a remodel job we did in Lake Forest. We originally built the house for uh, 
the fellow that bought it was the coach of the, the, the Cavaliers, Mike Brown. And then we just went back 18 years later and built a whole addition to it. If you drive by, it, it's you, fantastic. Couldn't, you couldn't tell the old from the new. It looks perfect. It's fantastic. I saw that. What we do interior, we do kitchens, bathrooms. So if you have any questions about remodeling, please give us a call as well. We're more than happy to accommodate. We can do interior remodeling. We can do additions to your home and uh, as well as custom home building. In terms of energy efficiency, what innovations have you seen today in homes? Well, the first thing that really changed was was the thickness of the walls. Most cities went to the two by six wall on the outside because it's, it's better construction. And because of that, you can put thicker insulation in it. And then from there, you know, we went to different types of insulation for different applications. You had closed cell foam, open cell foam, spider, isonine, all these different things. So what we do is when we're going to build your house, we bring in the insulating company. We have him look at the plan, make sure it's engineered properly, make sure it's adequate for what you're doing. So then that gives you the best efficiency you could have with that product. Then you get from there into things like high efficiency furnaces, high efficiency hot water tanks, things like that, recirculating lines. I was doing those 15, 20 years ago. So you always had the hot water and we used to insulate all the pipes in the houses. You know, we do that in the custom homes. So the hot water's hot, the cold water's cold. Uh, and and it, it, it doesn't cool down. So then you have, uh, if it's hot water, you don't have to keep running that water and wasting the water to get the hot water to where it needs to be. You know, basically a lot of the products have become that way, you know, more energy efficient. And there's a lot of innovations with your telephone and apps and turning things on, opening your garage door, shutting your alarm off, all that kind of thing. The high tech has taken, you know, there's just a lot more technology, but as far as insulation, I, I I don't think we could get do more than we do. We put two inch on the outside of the basements and so on and so forth. So we do a pretty good job making sure they're tight. Today, you actually have to have an outside air exchange because they're so tight, there's no air coming into the house. Even in your kitchens now, you have to have, if you have so many CFM exhausting out of your cubic feet a minute coming out of your, your cooktop, and it exceeds their recommendations or their requirements, you, they got to put a fresh air intake into your kitchen also. What does the typical construction process look like with you start to finish? Well, there's two ways you could, some people approach me with a blueprint, some don't. If you have a, a complete blueprint, you're going to save probably three months. If you, if we need to design the home for you, generally you get in with the, the, you know, you meet, takes them maybe a week to get in to see him. Then it's going to take them to do a preliminary up to a month. And then if you approve the preliminary, it's going to take probably another month to two to, to completely finish the plan. It's got to be drawn, engineered, reviewed, so on and so forth. So once you get that done, uh, we can generally price out a house in a two to in a good maybe two to three weeks you know completely once we've done that then we formulate the contract and put all those figures and such into the allowance packages generally it takes a year plus you know maybe the time for the blueprint so i would say a good year plus your blueprint what's the best advice you would give to somebody that was looking to build a custom home your builder has to be the guy that guides you through the whole process. So first of all, I would check out someone's reputation. People love to talk, you know, just talk to your friends or people from there, go in the neighborhood, see if 
see if uh, you know how the people react that have had their house houses built by you know that particular person. Talk to the city. Go to the building department in the city you're going to build in. How is this guy? Does he do a good job? You know they're going to be honest with you. And uh, but once you've picked a builder, you know there's some other things that you you need to. I keep hitting on this, but you got to make sure everything is covered. That's the main thing. So contractually, so on and so forth. That's that's absolutely spectacular information, and I think you 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 made just some great points. To, to follow up on that, here's one that would be super important to me, and I don't think people will understand this. Tell me how important subcontractors are to you um, that you work with to build your homes. Well, let me say this. I was fortunate enough, you know, in working with my father, I met a lot of people. So I have some contractors I've worked with for 40 years. I'd give you an example. Luxury heating is one example, but it's very important that the guys that work for you respect you. You respect them. If you, if you, if you pay your subs and you get along with them and, and they, they, they respond to you in correctly when you need them on the jobs, you get a great relationship. So what I've tried to do is keep the same people. Sometimes it's going from them to their kid, to somebody else, but, you know, you want to have a relationship with those people because if you don't, you don't. And today it's so important because even the people you that you know, they have a hard time keeping people on their payroll. So it's kind of a balancing act. And But I would say this, stick with the people you know, use them, you know, and rely on them. And if you treat them fairly and they, uh, they are going to treat you the same way. Yeah, I, I always felt that it's just, it, it's, it's that relationship that you have that you know that they will be there for you and they understand how you work. You understand how they work makes the job go smoother. It's, it's ultimately the end product is always better than people that are constantly switching sub trades and trying out a cheaper version of that. Last question, Ronnie, tell me your blueprint for success. It's, it's very imperative if you're a builder to present your buyer with a very clear picture of what they can expect, what is going to happen, and what it's going to cost, and what amenities are going in, and what features are in the house. Um, I have found that if you sell yourself, you're honest and you, you perform the way you've represented yourself to people, that's a key to success. I'm going to tell you, over my life, I've done very little advertising. Because if you have a good reputation, you have a good reputation. It speaks for itself. You don't need somebody to post you or, you know, come up with all these commercials that show you're a great guy and all this stuff. So most of my homes were sold by people that I sold houses to who recommended me as a builder. So the, the key is just being honest, upfront, forthright, and no, excuse the expression, BS, because when you do, when you do that, you got a problem. And if you build it right, you don't have to keep going back and fixing things. And if something does come up, you get over there quickly and you get it taken care of. So, you know, that's basically it. You just have to be be honest and, and give them what you said you would and 
understand what they want. Because if you don't get it and you get there, you're going to have a problem, you know, Michael? So I love that. that's where I'm coming. I love that. We are with Ronald Puzzatello Jr. Ronald, tell me how you got involved in, in the business. Uh, when I, probably 15 years old, I started laboring for Henny yeah, Holmes. We all did that. That's, that's so funny. Yeah. That was like so, the rite of passage. Every summer when I'd come home from college, I did it. I labored. In 2005, I got out of college, started laboring for my dad and riding with his superintendent. And that's kind of where I got a lot of my field education. Did that for seven years, took a little break doing my music and things like that, and then got back involved with him. So I've ran jobs for quite a while, you know, so I can play the superintendent role. But at the same time, I'm in the office, um, you know, fielding phone calls and, and doing everything behind the scenes as well. So my hands are in a little bit of everything at this point. How does one get in touch with Ronald Puzzatello Fine Homes? Well, you can find us on Facebook. We're at Ronald J. Puzzatello Fine Homes, Inc. on Facebook. We are on Instagram, RJP Fine Homes. You can type in Ronald J. Puzzatello Fine Homes on Instagram and find us as well. Our website is www.rjpfinehomes.com. And then you can always call me directly, 440-488-3636. Or you can call my father, 440-821-9218. We're pretty much always accessible. So if you shoot me a message in Instagram, I'll see it. If you shoot me something in Facebook, I'll see it. And you can always feel free to give us a call or shoot us a text. All right, Ronald, give me your blueprint for success? Um, I, I think when it comes to, to our industry, you know, what's very important is just being yourself. You know, I like to be very upfront, honest, personable with everybody I deal with. If you, you know, you run into an issue, you face the issue, you deal with it and you get it behind you. It's the guys that, you know, BS and whatever that get themselves into trouble. So I've always found it best just to be upfront that's going to give you the path to success because if you don't do that stuff, you'll bury yourself and people, people see right through it. You know, I agree with you. Definitely agree with you. I thank you so much. This was so much fun. Um, I always enjoy talking to you. I could sit and talk for hours. I, I enjoyed it too, Michael. It's always good to see you. Have a great day. I appreciate it. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed this conversation. Make sure to follow us on social media at MDV The Blueprint on Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube. We post a ton of great content. And please don't forget to subscribe to our podcast channel so you never miss out on an episode. Thanks again, and see you next time.